This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. And by JP Custom Smoke. A competitive barbecue team out of Wichita, Kansas, manufacturing the highest quality barbecue rubs on the market today. Looking to increase your competition scores? Looking to get the hearty high fives and hand clasps at the neighborhood barbecues? Look no further than JP Custom Smoke. In the market for a high-quality offset wood-burning barbecue pit, JP Custom Smoke has years of experience building high-quality, fully customizable, and extremely fuel-efficient barbecue pits. Visit jpcustomsmoke.com for more information. So to get that perfect barbecue, you All use right, uh, We have music now. Say whatever. We put music the water on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue central show. I don't know what's going on. I hit everything. To me, it sounds fine. I feel like I got to start it and then stop it and start it again. What the hell is going on over here? 
Uh, welcome, folks, to the Barbecue Central Show. The show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling and broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast, no doubt about it. Well known. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday jam-packed show tonight. So let's get into it. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, you're more than welcome to do so at any point by using the toll-free phone number, if you would like. 877 You can also email the show, if you would like, at any point. And that is Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are your two bits of contact info. You also have the ability to do nothing. Watch, listen, however you're doing it. A number of different ways, which we'll talk about here in just a second. Just lay out and listen to the show for the entertainment value that it's providing, for the knowledge that it is proliferating across these very internet web lines of communication that we have with each other. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Here's what's happening on the show tonight, in case you didn't get the newsletter, which can also be found at the homepage. Coming up in about uh, 13 minutes from now, Paul James from PK Grills. Do you know what PK Grills are? The portable kitchen? You're going to find out about that here in just a few few fort minutes or a few short minutes, whatever you like. English is secondary. Very unique product. A lot of history behind it, so if you're not familiar with it or know a lot about it, it's going to be a great segment. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Uh, After that, 35 past 9, Robin Lindar is the grill girl joining us. Uh, We're going to be talking about a a number of topics. Uh, She is uh, pervasive in the industry, and we're going to be talking about recipes. We're going to be talking about Memphis in May. We're going to be talking about women-hating article blogger posters on the Huffington Post, taking aim at her for whatever reason. So that's going to be a great segment, and then we'll move into the second hour. Troy Black is locked and loaded for uh, two segments, 10-14, 10-35. And we're going to be talking to Troy, obviously, about Sam's. He's the director of the Sam's Club series. And he's got a new cookbook out, so we'll talk to him about that as well. A uh, lot of giveaways tonight for Mo Kason, giving away his new barbecue sauces, one original barbecue sauce and one raspberry chipotle. You can visit Ponderosa bbq.com to pick up yours today or check it out see what mo is up to and then we have a pair of chicken changers from getfiredupfoods.com by the way if i may we had him on just a couple weeks ago and i want to say a thanks to him for the two chicken changers but happy birthday to mcd michael mcdearman get fired up foods he's also uh, part of the the uh, the grilling tour that goes around with sam's as well but, of course, you're a big fan of the show. You already knew that when we talked about uh, when we talked with him a couple weeks ago. And then, of course, we have uh, Stephanie Wilson and TheSlabs.com coming up with another backyarder kit. This really contains a number of prizes just in this uh, backyarder kit alone. It's got the Perk Up Your Pork, the Wow Your Cow, the Birds and Bones, and then it's got Complete Your Meat Barbecue Sauce and a bottle of Amazing Glaze. So those are your giveaways for this evening. Those will happen in between the PK Grill segment, and after Robin segment, and then in between uh, Troy's two segments as well. Fat Fingers ready to go, and we're off and running. 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com are the two ways to get in touch with me. Uh, right now, you're watching the show. Uh, sure, we had that one little technical giddy-up right at the beginning, but that's really not my fault. I'm blaming that on somebody else, uh, but as a rule of the show, no names, please. Whatever reason, I'm going to start and stop the show now two times in a row to make sure that we're well connected. 
But get on the Facebook or get on your Twitter and let everybody know right now that you're watching the show. You can link it up two ways. The website, main, thebbqcentralshow.com. Maybe they're just audio files and they like to do that. Pick your player off and running. You can also go to outdoorcookingchannel.com and watch the computer feed right here on your uh, watch the video feed right here on your computer. Or don't forget, you can catch the show live right now, streaming live right now in high definition on your big, fat, flat panel screen television in your living room, or dare I say, the bedroom, by downloading the Outdoor Cooking Channel app for Roku, R-O-K-U. And if you don't have one or if you've been thinking about getting one, typically any electronic store has a Roku device in its inventory. You can also go to Roku.com. This is a real fun way to consume the show because it allows you to really just kind of watch TV. It's like you just tune to Channel 47, and here's the Barbecue Central show. Except I can say things like fuck and shit, but you can't get, well, you can get it on the cable chips, but not Channels 3, 5, or 8. Sorry. Um, just throwing it out there. And, um, you know, again, fun way to consume the show. Uh, I think 60 or 70 people were watching it that way last week, just all by itself, not uh, holding the computer numbers here. And then, of course, uh, the audio-only numbers, which are you know three, four different ways to figure out how many people are watching the show. Um, so, you know, check it out. 56,000 people subscribing to the Roku channel for Outdoor Cooking Channel cannot be wrong when it comes to uh, Roku and what channels people are subscribing to and getting down with. So look, uh, last week, Dr. Barbecue was on the show. We chatted a little bit about the barbecue over in the United Kingdom, and I think there might have been just a little bit of confusion, so I want to take the time here before we go to the first break to reset it a little bit. There's a number of different barbecue venues and festivals and associations. You have a grill stock, obviously, which is what Ray Lampy is deeply associated with. That's a John Finch deal. You have the United Kingdom Barbecue Association, UKBBQA, UKBBQA.com. Uh, Scott Lane is part of that. And then, of course, you have the Triple BQS, BBBQS.com, which is the British Barbecue Society. And, of course, we all know Toby Shea is the one that heads that up. You know, Ray likes all barbecue going on in England. Obviously, as I just stated, he's a little bit more invested in the grill stock festivals since he has been involved with them in some form or fashion since their inception. But I personally didn't get a feeling from Ray like he was shilling for grill stock or made it sound like that the other barbecue events or groups over in the UK or in England weren't good enough. And I think where some of the confusion might have come from was when Ray mentioned that there was talk of KCBS sanctioning events over in the UK last year. And, of course, there was that whole incident, which we talked to uh, Toby Shea from the British Barbecue Society. He was given that cease and desist because of how similar the rules were or it was being billed as KCBS-like events. And then all of a sudden there was like this international outreach program being offered by KCBS this year, which uh, to Ray, to me, seemed a little odd, but... I don't think he was taking shots at anyone other than what was happening here stateside. Ray's not here talking about it here on the show. I'm talking for Ray on this, and I apologize if this isn't exactly how Ray feels. Uh, He's a barbecue guy. I think we can all agree with that. He's a barbecue man first and foremost. That's what he does for a living. His license plate on his car says barbecue man. Uh, The more barbecue exposed over in the UK, over in Asia, over in China, well, barbecue's never going to be over in China. Uh, but, you know, any free democracy that is looking to evolve into and grow and learn about this American art form, 
I think he's completely down for. Now, if he's invested in a, a certain event, I mean, yeah, you're going to have there's partiality will be weighed over there. Um, but the more barbecue is exposed for him, for Ray, I mean, that's that's good for him. That's good for his brand, right? He's the barbecue man. Quit the truck business, moved down to Florida, selling concessions in Florida, and look what he's evolved into. So I don't think he's ever one to a poo-poo on anybody's barbecue party. That's for sure. So just in case there was any type of misunderstanding from our conversation last week, hopefully that clears it all up. Take it for what it's worth. And again, uh, great giveaways tonight. Let me just refresh you on those. Mo Kason giving away uh, his new barbecue sauces. Those are out uh, maybe a month or so. Original sauce and a, a raspberry chipotle sauce, which I tasted over in Miami, Oklahoma last month. That's very good. Uh, two, a pair of chicken changers. So one winner and one winner. We'll each get a chicken changer from GetFiredUpFoods.com. And again, happy birthday to McD. Uh, that is today. He's in Las Vegas celebrating his birthday. So, I mean, who knows what's going to be going on over there. And then uh, the Slabs.com offering up the backyarder. And again, that's a 12-and-a-half-ounce container of Perk Up Your Pork. Wow, your car. Wow, your car. Barbecuing cars. Wow, your cow. Birds and bones and a 16-ounce bottle of Complete Your Meat Barbecue Sauce and a 16-ounce bottle of Amazing Glaze. Uh, your chance to win it all this evening. We are off and running. Paul James from PK Grills coming up next. Stand by for that. But first, let me talk to you quickly about a longtime running sponsor of the show, Fred Bernardo Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, uh, Fred is, I think, this weekend. If you're going to be in Shillington, Pennsylvania this weekend, I hate it when the chain gets out of my shirt. Like, If you're going to be in Shillington, Pennsylvania this weekend, and you are into artisanal bread, or you've always wanted to make artisanal breads, you would be doing yourself, your family, possibly your friends, if not your extended family, a disservice if you didn't head on down and sign up for the artisanal bread-making class that Fred is actually going to host. Uh, We all know Fred. He's been on the show a number of times talking about not only his love for barbecue in general. Of course, he's gotten into that competition barbecue scene. But he's a a pizza savant. Studied in Italy. Went to see the uh, Forno Bravo ovens being made here in the States. Or maybe he was over in Italy seeing that as well. Uh, Buying all of these specialty flours and yeasts and grains and all of this stuff to make proper pizza the Italian way. And then he's giving classes as well from all the knowledge he has learned. He's looking to disseminate information any way possible. And on top of all of that, on top of being able to take a class and learning how to make an artisanal bread, because who doesn't want to make artisanal breads? I couldn't name five people. He's also a trusted online retailer of anything that has to do with the barbecue and grilling industry. Uh, Look, Maybe you've uh, ordered things off of the internet before. You've been screwed on them. People thought that, hey, that's a really great price on a Weber Smoky Mountain, $75. I'm going to buy five. Hey, that's great. And they're more than happy to take your money. That's fine. Uh, The problem is they don't have that in stock because they weren't able to secure it for $50 to make the $25 in profit and then ship it to you. So what's left? You're just left there hanging for weeks. Weeks turn into months. Months turn into burning rage because you've been jammed up. Your dollars are gone. They're hightailing it out of there, folks. Not Fred. Everything you see on the website, fully in stock, ready to ship to you promptly, priced fairly. Look, profit's not a dirty word for this guy, nor should it be if you're in business. Look, he's looking to make money, too, but he wants to keep it fair for not only the centralites, but anybody else that's going to be buying his product and he's outfitted with uh, any number of cookers and smokers and grills and all the ancillary products that you need. So I suggest 
that you race on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com, and check them out. And tell Fred that you listen to the show. You hear a spot's read each and every Tuesday, and you are ready to make that commitment and buy from somebody that I trust and that uh, many other people trust as well. TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. PK Grills up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. I, I bet you were waiting for that great intro when I didn't have my mic up because I'm an idiot. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Give me one second. Let me, let me refresh that for a second here, Paul. Uh, Central Lights, who doesn't like nostalgia, especially when it comes to the barbecue and grilling industry? You know, A lot of our history can be traced back to this way of cooking, and my next guest fits right into this vein of current-day cooking while preserving the past. Uh, some of you might remember that portable kitchen or PK grill from back in the day. And once you've seen it, you certainly won't forget what it looks like. So now we race over to the hotline and welcome in Paul James from PK Grill. That's what it was supposed to sound like in the first place, Paul. Sorry about that, buddy. How are you? Thank you, Greg. Just fine. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Paul. Uh, if we could, let's go ahead and, I guess, uh, start from the beginning of this cooker. For those that aren't familiar with it, especially some of those younger listeners, what was this original genesis of the cooker? Well, it was originally built down in Texas in 1952. There's a wow. fellow named uh, Lester Watson. He uh, actually made these down in Tyler, Texas. He uh, made them. He was he cast his own grills. He made them out of uh, aluminum, cast aluminum, and he sold them just traveling around Texas out of the back of his uh, station wagon. He and his uh, family. Uh, he got it got to be so popular that uh, it just it got bigger and bigger. He made several different models, and eventually they moved their operation to Little Rock, Arkansas. And for many years, it was made in Little Rock, Arkansas, sold uh, all over the country. They'd sell 30,000 units a year at the National Hardware Show. They sold them to the U.S. Army. Many Army uh, vets cooked with these in Vietnam, overseas. Uh, and a lot of people remember them because their, their dad and their granddad had them. It's a... Uh, cast aluminum grill that you can both grill and smoke with. And it's so durable that many people are cooking on the same grill that uh, their grandparents, I'm actually cooking on a, a grill that Lester Watson originally 
uh, built way back in the 1950s. So it's uh, wow. uh, the, the, it's unique because it's made out of cast aluminum, won't rust. You can smoke for low heats for long periods of time, or so you can grill at high heat for short periods of time. Paul James joining us here on the show. If you want to check it out, and I'm showing pictures up here on the video side for the people that are watching uh, either through Roku or on the uh, Internet through Outdoor Cooking Channel. PK, like Paul, uh, I got no name for K for some reason. Paul Karen, pkgrills.com if you want to check it out. Uh, Paul, compared to the, the stamped metal grills, cast aluminum must have seemed like such a radical divergence from what else was being sold on the market at that at that time and to be honest even present day do you think there was any concern in the beginning that masses might not gravitate to that style of cooker well no i think uh you know aluminum retains and reflects heat uh steel absorbs heat and so uh the way the concept of the portable kitchen is to retain the heat reflect the heat and use a venting system to control the heat. Whereas with a steel grill, I mean, you don't cook when you put a roast in the oven. You don't wrap it in steel foil. You wrap it in aluminum foil. Correct. And that's something that retains the heat. Oh. So we feel, I mean, to me, cast aluminum uh, is is a perfect product to, to make a barbecue grill out of. Do you know back when they were originally concepted, what, were, were there other competing products that were made of cast aluminum, or was this kind of a one-of-a-kind? No, I believe uh, some people remember the old uh, charbroil used to have a cast aluminum. It didn't have as thick of wall stock as a portable kitchen. portable kitchen has a cast aluminum wall stock of a quarter of an inch. Charbroil had a... Um, a, uh, a a cast aluminum, a very uh, uh, a thin wall stock, but this uh, back in that time, this was the cast aluminum grill that uh, people bought. As I said, uh, it was a uh, they sold up to just in one trade show they would sell thirty thousand units a year. So it was at one time the most popular grill in the country. I did read a little bit uh, as far as history is concerned that. Maybe there was, aside from trade shows like this, that they were shipped overseas um, uh, to the soldiers and that it really caught a lot of popularity, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> uh, overseas with the soldiers. So when they came back uh, after their tour was up, they were looking for something or, or a, a PK grill of their own to have at their house to continue cooking the way that they were doing while on tour. Oh, that's right. They, I mean, a lot of the vets would bring them home with them. They, you know, the... Uh uh, it's a, there's a lot of stories about, uh, over in Vietnam, uh, using these in their, uh, in their camps and on their bases. And so they're, uh, the, the utility of the grill has maintained, uh, uh through several generations because people have used them for so long. Paul James joining us here on the show. PKGrills.com is the website if you want to check it out. And again, I'm showing some pictures up here on the video side. If uh, you're listening just on the audio, you want to check it out, uh, go ahead and hit up OutdoorCookingChannel.com so you can take a peek. You know, Paul, if aluminum is such a good material for grills and it's uh, reflecting heat instead of absorbing it, uh, you said there were some competing options. But why do you think PK Grill is, is one of the only cookers made out of aluminum and would it seem that the copycats would be out in full force, at least by now, since it's kind of making a resurgence again? Well, uh, that's a good question. I think one thing, they, uh, cast aluminum is very expensive. 
and there aren't many, it's a lost art casting aluminum there. If you have a gas grill, those are made out of a cast aluminum, but it's a die cast. A die cast can only achieve a certain thickness because a portable kitchen is made out of a permanent mold system. We can achieve a quarter of an inch wall stop. It's a very, it's hand poured. It's very, it's, it's, it's not something that's mass produced very easily. And we've got it down quite frankly to an art to where we have a good seal. It's uh, and we have a, uh, we've, we've, uh, develop our molds to where we can have a very good seal so we can control our heat. So it's not the cheapest um, uh, product to make, number one. And and, uh, and for that reason, I, I feel like that uh, a lot of people are looking for quick and easy stamped metal grills that they can mass produce quickly. Now, a die-cast grill, like your gas grill, those are injected aluminum. And once again, they can't achieve the thickness that that we can with a portable kitchen, and that thickness and that of the uh, and the reflectability of the of the aluminum is what makes our product unique. Uh, you know, you, you may take a sort of uh, a ceramic grills. There are a lot of people now uh, uh, like the ceramic grills. It's the same concept: thick wall stock, heat retention heat control that you can use both the grill and smoke. Many people don't care about smoking. I can put a brisket or a pork butt on this, cook it for nine hours, control my heat, and you just can't do that with, with some thin metal grill. Paul James. So most people are looking to grill and not smoke long periods of time anyhow. Paul James joining us here on the show. Uh, Paul, you know, you, you mentioned the cast aluminum process and how, you know, more expensive it is than doing it some other, uh, I guess, less expensive ways. Is this something that you're getting done here in the United States or is this an overseas process? No, absolutely. These are, uh, our grills is, is uh, 100% made uh, uh, in the United States. We have uh, our, our permanent mold process is, uh, is, uh, is done uh, stateside as it's the stand, the uh, grids, the grates, the trays, everything is made right here in the United States. And, and we want to keep it that way. I'm going to ask you to speculate here for uh, the general public, and I apologize for this in advance, but you know, a lot of people talk about, I want a product that's all USA made and this and that. So here person like yourself you know you got the pk grill going for you're kind of bringing back a, a throwback grill from back in the day that's you know 60 70 years old and you hear right. people all the time say i want to buy usa made and then they see a price tag and they kind of shit their pants a little bit and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're looking for something a little less expensive to me it's my personal opinion that there's a lot of talk about that but when it really comes down to putting down your money more people than not will shy away from slapping down the bucks for all usa made do you do you hear that? Do you find that yourself, or is that not the case? Well, you know, uh, it, that's a good point. It seems to be that we have more success in maybe the the uh, in the uh, cities that uh, in the older part of towns, the uh, the people that like something that will last instead of buying a grill every other uh, uh, you know buying a grill every three years. They want one that will last. They just don't like to go through the process of, uh, of buying something. I mean, this is, a, uh, you know, this is the extra duty, you know, heavy duty Silverado pickup truck that you don't plan on trading in every year, but you plan on working it for, 
200,000 plus miles in, in, in 12 years instead of trading in every year. It's a workhorse grill that you plan on having around a while. Now, if you if you look at it, if you're gonna have that, if you're gonna have a grill for 20 years and you divide the difference uh, uh, of what it costs for a portable kitchen, it's you know it's it's a small amount per year. So some people like to change, change, change. Some people some people like to trade in cars every year. Some people like to get a good car and keep it forever. And we're that's who we're selling the grill to. There you go. Uh, some of the grills recommend certain brands or types of charcoal. Does the PK grill suggest anything like that, or is this thing optimal efficiency, whether it's lump or whether it's briquettes? Yeah, and I, you know, personally, I'm a I'm a briquette uh, uh, fan just because I, I when I do a lot of I like a lower heat and longer uh, burn time uh, for the charcoal. Now, if you want to cook or grill steaks, uh, the uh, the lump uh, actually is burns a higher heat and uh, gets up to that higher heat at a quicker time, and some people prefer that. When I'm barbecuing, I'm doing it for fun and for leisure and relaxation. I'm not trying to hurry up and see how quick I can do it. That's why I do the charcoal grill. Do you find I – mean, I, don't, I don't barbecue because I'm trying to get it over real quick, so maybe something like to draw another analogy. That's right. It's an all-day process. It's a beer-drinking process. It's a family fun time process. There's no reason to rush that. Right. Have you heard of this grill being taken out on the uh, barbecue competition trail at all? I do here. Uh, I have uh, in Memphis and May, they have their backyard competition. And I have, uh, we have people that, uh, that send us, uh, uh, you know, photos from, from those competitions. And obviously in the competition, we'd have to be in the patio or the backyard, whatever you want to call it division. We, you know, if you're familiar with the different divisions, we would fit into that category. And uh, anyhow, so if I'm buying a PK grill, what kind of a size capacity on it? And I guess since it can do both, uh, and I guess we can kind of classify this in the uh, I call it the hybrid cooker. You had mentioned the ceramic cookers a little bit before, like the big green eggs and and some of those other ceramic cookers. Uh, you know, they they do low and slow really well. They do high heat exceptionally well. So you're getting that two grills in one. It sounds like PK grill kind of falls into that as well. Um, what? How many like burgers or one and a half inch cut T-bone steaks can I get on it, and how many pork butts or, or ribs could I get on? You can put two five pound pork butts side by side uh, when you're cooking indirect. That's the only way you're going to cook a pork butt is indirect. So you put two uh, five pound pork butts. You want you, if you had a pork shoulder, you'd fit one. But if you had two five pound pork butts, you put uh, those on one end. Cook them all day. You know I cook them. An hour a pound plus one. I mean, I I'll, so I'll have it, put it on at seven in the morning, take it off at five o'clock. The bone will pull right out of both of them. Mm. Then I have a brisket. You know, I'd put a uh, oh, you put about a eight nine pound brisket would fit on one end. We put a uh, turkey. I've I've cooked turkey breast. Cook a smaller turkey on one end. Uh, ribs. I can put four. I, I take four baby back ribs. Uh, uh, cut them in half so you'd have eight half racks of ribs. Can smoke those on there. Burgers, I put sixteen burgers on, and you know you can extrapolate from there with chicken breast and uh, uh, fillets. You know ribeyes. You know it just depends on how big your ribeye is. But um, sixteen burgers comfortably, two pork butts, five pounds comfortably, one eight pound brisket. Uh, say a, a, a smaller turkey, ten pound turkey, and that's about that's about the uh, 
uh, extent that you can cook on. Yeah, so uh, definitely good capacity on that. Uh, you know, bo- let's bottom line it here for the centralized because I'm sure they're salivating over it, especially if they're driving in their cars, <laughs> listening to it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what are we looking at price point wise for a PK grill right now, Paul? There, it's it's under it's like two seventy nine, two eighty nine, and uh, and uh, some people are are you know we have no control of that as you know, but we have a range from that to over uh, three hundred in the low three hundreds. We have uh, three twenty five is. Is the upper range? I say the lower range somewhere in the uh, somewhere two seventy nine range. And once again, we have no control over. It. That's what we're seeing the uh, the retailers selling them at. So, I mean, what's your what's your pull through? Are you going? Are you setting up your own dealer network? Are you selling online exclusively? How are you uh, getting the pull through to the end user? Oh no, we sell. We we're in, uh, have a presence in uh, the full service hardware stores, and that's through Ace True Serve. Co-ops, uh, there's uh, Oracle Brother Co-ops uh, service smaller uh, full-service hardware sh- uh, stores. We're in uh, specialty uh, shops that sell lawn and garden furniture, and then uh, web. Uh, we have a strong web presence. Uh, Amazon sells our grill, and we have uh, uh, many different uh, uh, sites that sell our uh, barbecue grill online. Paul, any thoughts about making like a, a bigger? cooker or perhaps even a smaller one like a, a tailgate version absolutely we have uh we're in the process of uh, uh discussing that now with some the folks that are, are really highly interested in taking our um uh, taking our, our grill uh, to a higher level they they have noticed that we are uh, this is i'm a sole shareholder my sister and i one other person run the business now and we're we're wanting to ramp up add a big grill a larger grill a uh, smaller grill and uh and actually have some people out there hawking the grill. We're we're uh we're doing all catching. Everything we've sold is from people uh uh trying to find the PK grill. So we're uh we have some folks that understand the popularity and the growing popularity of it and are interested in helping us both expand the product line and also get some marketing tools behind us and muscle behind it. Paul James joining us here on the show. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy this question. This is a listener-submitted question, Paul, so uh, go ahead and uh, take a gander at this. Uh, This is from Mark Nagel in uh, North Carolina. Dear Greg, I'm very happy that you are having Paul James on. I have an original PK grill that my father got before I was born in 1968. It's one of the best small cookers and grills that I have ever cooked on. The first time I cooked on a uh, the first time I cooked a competition quality Boston butt, I did it on the portable kitchen. Uh, question for Paul: Will they ever make a replacement grate out of stainless steel? We we're exploring that with the folks that are uh, wanting to uh, help us now. That's one of the things that we've thought about doing is a is a premium product for the grill, sort of. To we've also considered the old uh, cast iron uh uh grids and uh that's something that we are considering yes and right. hope to in hope in the near future that we're able to offer that absolutely uh, we're talking with paul james you can visit pkgrills.com to find out more about this cooker you can also order from that website as well paul appreciate the time tonight thanks for coming on thank you greg you appreciate got it. it there he is paul james pk grills again the website pkgrills.com and it does look like this here, and it does look like this here. So uh, I believe, I want to say it was, was it Jay Prince from Barbecue Sauce Reviews has one of these? That son of a bitch. Get the-
And he loves it. He's cooked on all sorts of grills and cookers and has really had nothing but great things to say about it. So it's unique in the fact that it does kind of, uh, it doesn't rival them in size or I guess capacity per se, but um, it it has the ability to do the low and slow. It has the ability to go high and, and do the high heat grilling as well. Uh, pkgrills.com that is pkgrills.com and uh, check it out for yourself see what you think if you pick one up let me know how it cooks shoot pictures love pictures and I think it's you know if if Mr. Nagel writing in is using the one that his dad originally bought before he was born in 1968 there's a little staying power on this so you could buy it, you could use it for your whole life, and you could, you know, it could literally be something that you're handing down to your kids. Probably can't say that with a lot of stuff. With the big steel offsets, probably, but PK Grill, definitely something that you're going to be able to uh, hand down to the kids if, if they want to get into it. All right, folks. Uh, coming up next, Robin Lindar's Grill Girl. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, but first let me talk to you about the uh, Barbecue Jewelers of the Stars. Uh, Stephen DeFranco, looky here, folks. This is the Accutron watch, the Bolova Accutron succulent and it's rose gold and kind of a hunter green face right there all you jealous bitches can't stop my dunk on that no doubt about it but here's what you need to know mother's day is coming up it's next month Uh, last year you probably shit the bed you didn't do what you were supposed to do and you've been paying for it ever since and here's the great news the great news is that you now have the ability to make up for last year by visiting stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. You know, nothing worse than not living up to your end of the bargain, and Steve doesn't want that to happen again this year in 2013. He wants to start anew and go forward from there. So peruse the website, stephendefranco.com. That's D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. Once you find what you like, you'll have him a phone call, 440-943-2700. And you say, hey, Steve, well, ask for Steve if he doesn't answer, because he's the one that owns the joint. And say, hey, Steve, I'm perusing the website. I find this diamond necklace or these earrings or this bracelet or whatever it is, this watch. Steve's a watch guy, barbecue guy and a watch guy. And uh, I listen to the show every week, the Barbecue Central show, and Rempy's always talking about big discounts and say I'm a barbecue brother or sister or whatever. And I want the hookup. And then watch dollar bills fall off quicker than Pac-Man Jones used to leaf them off in the script clubs. Uh, Stephen DeFranco will drop the price and a lot of other great things as well, especially the watches. You get an extra year of warranty. You get free engraving. You get free gift wrapping. Everything ships you for free regardless from the watches to the rings to the artisan wooden bowls to the Philip and Company cottage watches that are succulent. Uh, it's really a no-brainer. You know, everybody wants to know somebody in the watchmaking industry. Everybody wants to know somebody in the jewelry industry. We finally know somebody. Take advantage of it. But don't say, should I really? Yeah, you should really. Say my name. Say you know the show and get the discounts. And finally know somebody in the jewelry business to help you out. 440-943-2700. 440-943-2700. Visit stephendefranco.com. The Grill Girl is up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Stuff away for no money. That's why it's free of charge. 
You can win stuff and I'll give it away for free. All right, you can win Mo Quezon's two new sauces. The original barbecue sauce, a raspberry chipotle. Chipotle? Raspberry chipotle. Visit PonderosaBBQ.com to get yours today. Again, a uh, bottle of original barbecue sauce and raspberry chipotle. You send me an email, and in the subject line, PK Grills Aluminum. Can you spell aluminum? You damn well better. Otherwise, you ain't winning. For your chance to win Mo Quezon's new sauces, good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Spectrum. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Thanks again to Paul James from PK Grills for joining me, PKGrills.com. Uh, my next guest, a monthly contributor to the show, creator of the Grill Girl blog, doing work with Porkboard, WhitesforGrilling.com, lots of things happening. So let's go ahead and race over the hotline. Welcome back, friend of the show, Robin Lindars. Robin, how are you? How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Robin. Always appreciate you uh, making time for the show. Did you see uh, PK Grills? What do you think about PK Grills? I think they're cool. I like anything that's easy to use and portable. What do you What do you think about uh, What do you think about the aluminum aspect? I've never seen that before, so um, I'd be willing to try it. I'm not sure. If, I don't know. I've never used an aluminum grill like that. I think it would get really hot in the South Florida sun. <laughs> would you? Would you be worried about, like, excess fuel consumption because it's hot and all that stuff? I Well, I mean, I guess any grill is going to be hot, but, um, you know, they're metal usually. But I feel like this one might be a little harder to control temperature. But maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, well, something's just happened here to my video. Not of me, of you. Can I call you right back? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay, hold on. All right. Dump her off here real quick. Try it again. It's a problem with these uh, these cool little tricks that you do with Skypeness. We'll get it right back on uh, PK Grills Aluminum. Oh, look at that! That's awesome. All right, let's try this again. See what happens. Hi. All right, there you are again. I'm not going to try and get uh, funny anymore. We went to yep. the newsroom real quick, where I like had you in the background. Forget about that. Never mind. I just switched my wireless network too, so hopefully that'll be a little faster. All right, no problem. So um, let me ask you about this. You know, we were in, uh, where the hell were we? Kansas City Uh, or whatever for like the Kingsford Invitational. Um, Right. Did did you see like the final product on television? Honestly, Greg, and I probably shouldn't even tell you this, but I got so bored I couldn't watch the end of it. And maybe that's because I have ADD, but I found it super boring on TV. Really? It, it, it didn't meet the same uh, fascination as it did when it was like live and in person. Yeah, I just kind of felt like it was just like more of the same. I just couldn't even get to the end. I don't know. Maybe I was just waiting to see like people I knew or something, you know, or, like a quick snapshot of the back of my head. But I just found it to be kind of like underwhelming watching it. Did you so, s- even make it to the end? Did you see me like three or four times? 
I saw you once. Once? Yeah, I was on there like four times, but I might have been stalking my own video. <laughs> kind of weird, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, we move on from there. So you didn't even make it to the end. Anyway, a um, couple different things. The first, a uh, couple reviews, if you could. I know you got your hands on a pit barrel cooker, and uh, I'm kind of anxious. I, I myself have one. I've tried it. A lot different weather up here than where you're at. So what are your thoughts? What have you cooked on it? What do you like? What don't you like? So I've cooked on it twice, um, and I'm still testing different things out. Uh, and I, you know, I, I guess I had really high expectations too, because John Dawson's been like really raving about it. Um, but so far so good. I think with any new grill, you're going to kind of have to learn the nuances. Um, but with this one, you know, I, I feel like if someone's been hankering for an, like a barrel smoker, like an, like UDS, then this is a really good alternative to trying to buy it's online trying to kind of, I don't know, assimilate your own. Um, but as far as the cooking process goes, um, the first time I, I used it, it cooked faster than I realized. And I think that's also because, you know, um, Noah, the, the, the owner of the company is based in Colorado at like high altitude. So everything yep. for me, I'm at sea level. It's going to be faster. Um, but I also didn't realize that uh, that you couldn't use like a sugar-based rub, and I always make my own <laughs> rub, so I kind of a overcooked the ribs I did, and b um, used the wrong kind of rub. So um, my first cook was kind of like I guess that's what you should expect, you know. And I kind of chose something a little bit more difficult, like I should like chicken. I did ribs instead, so um, there was a learning curve to that. But I will say that the flavor that it produces is very interesting, and um, I don't know if it's the uh, – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the, the metal and just the, the – like where the charcoal is in relation to where the meat sits or whatever it is. Um, but I do feel like it adds good flavor. One thing I don't like is that um, – you know, the – is that Noah, the owner of the company, kind of quotes the time when, like, the grill's ready to use based on – um, adding lighter fluid and yeah. then letting it cook off. Right. And I just, I just don't like using lighter fluid, but I didn't want to mess anything up and not get the timing right. So I did that the first time and that kind of weirded me out because I just don't like, I just don't like using a lighter fluid period. I feel kind of like, I just don't feel good about it when I do it. So that was kind of something that I feel like if I'm going to continue using it, I'm just going to have to get my timing down. Um, you know, utilizing like a chimney starter and then knowing kind of where my coal should be in an amount of time to like being ready and, and not being too hot and all that good stuff. So like on a, on a scale of one to 10, one being the worst thing ever, 10 being the best cooker ever on the face of the earth, where does it rate right now? Oh, well, you know, for me, as far as like, wait, let me ask a different question. Let me ask you a different question. Okay. Are you, are, are you, pining are you pining away for the next time you cook on the pit barrel cooker or is it like if you get to it you get to it honestly well i would say when i get to it i get to it um but i also have like a lot of new grills to play with so far so you know it's it's got a lot of competition with some other stuff in my backyard being like my weber performer which is like my favorite and right. big green egg and a new saber grill so it does have competition but will it be my go-to not sure. Maybe one of my go-to in like top four. 
All right, so you mentioned just in passing here, and we're going to get to that next uh, or right now, this uh, Sabre grill. I'm not familiar with Sabre grill, so you know what is that about and, and like what's unique about it? So um, the Sabre grill is actually kind of a, I'd say like a, a luxury brand of grills, but it's like at a lower entry-level price point for luxury. So um, the company, based on what I know, is um, under the Charbroil umbrella, which for me, I, I had been a little skeptical. But you, I think that what you have to think of is that it's not a Charbroil, but they're using, I believe, like uh, the same manufacturing plant. So they're you know owned by the same company, but it's not the same company. Does that make sense? Um, so the grill I got, I believe that the price point for it is about a thousand, and um, yeah, so it's definitely in the luxury grill yeah. arena. But it's a um, it's a three burner grill, all stainless with a side burner. And I and I will say, like compared to, like my Weber uh, Genesis, which I'd say you know Weber Genesis starts at like seven ninety nine, and then like the Summit goes up to like what fourteen ninety nine. Oh, easily, yeah. the same. And you know, and that's probably not even with anything cool on it. I mean, like if you get the side burner, that's always more, and you know, certain colors or more. If you if you look at like apples to apples in that price range, you'll see that. Um, Weber, even though like they're my favorite grills, you'll still see things like um, cheap, like plastic wheels. And um, on the Sabre, you don't see that. Like everything's stainless. It just feels like it's built really um, sturdy. And it does have kind of these built-in grates that almost remind me of like a built-in grill grate. Um, so, you know, it gets hot really fast, but it doesn't lose the, the heat because of the way kind of the vents are on top of the like infrared, you know, they call it their infrared, which, you know, charboil does that too, which yeah. makes me skeptical, but it offers really good char marks. It gets hot very quickly for searing. So I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, as far as gas grills go, because I usually kind of aim towards charcoal, but I've, I've been playing with this one and it's good. Um, it's good for me right now because we're getting into rainy season in South Florida. And that means I'm pretty much grilling all the time in the rain. So, yep. so sometimes gas is nice to have in that situation. Uh, Robin Lindar is joining us here on the show, grillgirl.com, G-R-R-R-L.com. Just make sure you're typing that incorrectly. Uh, not incorrectly, but typing that in correctly. Didn't want to run those words together. Uh, we're, we're kind of uh, running out of time here, Robin. I apologize. I did want to get to this, uh, and it's not the Memphis and May stuff, which is actually really cool, but I'm jealous because I'm not the one doing it. But what is going on with women hating on other women? Uh, last week, I was given a link to a Huffington Post article on a, a woman. Uh, this this lady was talking about grilling and like Land of Lakes, and somehow you get dragged into it, and be, you're being accused of hot and fast and low and slow being like sex stuff. I mean, what's going on over here? That lady, I think Karma's going to come back and bite her in the ass because she's a royal, you know what? But um, see you next I don't Tuesday. Know. She's a royal you-know-what. Yeah, see you next Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, too. Exactly. Right. And um, I really think that the timing, what happened is um, I'm doing a gig with Lando Lakes. Um, they're kind of, I'm their outdoor grilling spokesperson, and I'm doing a quote-unquote women's grilling clinic for the media in New York City, which, you know, grilling clinics are kind of like my thing. Yeah. So... Um, Lando Lakes sent out an invite, and they had done some kind of you know, this is punny, cheesy, you know, Lando Lakes being cheese. Uh, it was kind of a cheesy um, survey about blah, 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 you know, 
some 80 or, you know, X percent of women feel intimidated by the grill and, and, you know, and it was kind of like a way to intro into my grilling clinic. Well, I think this Huffington, this Huffington Post lady needed some, you know, women's lib content and took that and like reworked it into the title of her article that, you know, Linda Lakes thinks women don't know how to grill and then she goes onto this like women's lib article and um, about like, oh, you know, first it's bikini season and we're not good enough. Now, now Lander Lakes tells us we don't know how to grill and grilling is, you know, that's, that's sexist. And of course we know how to grill. And But then the lady goes and takes all of these things out of context on my website. Um, so I reference hot and fat, like that I enjoy hot and fast and I appreciate low and slow. And she goes and pulls all this <laughs> stuff off my website and says that I'm, uh, relating grilling to being seductive yeah. and just totally it just like totally threw me under the bus for you know and made it was just ridiculous um and bad journalism because everything she talked about she didn't know what she was talking about and didn't reference it correctly um but what i find ir- ironic about the article is that she's like i can't believe they're saying women don't know how to grill and blah 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 and she's obviously a woman and um and then she takes all these really common barbecue terms off my website and obviously has no no idea what they mean. So she proves that she herself has no idea what she's talking about, including anything related to grilling. So she really defeated the whole purpose of her article by making herself look like an idiot. And what do we know? (laughs) There's two things we know for sure. Uh, A, she's probably a vegetarian. Uh, Secondly, and probably more importantly, uh, she's probably a big fatso. And, uh, you know, when you're fat, you are angry and you start taking aim at anything that you can possibly put your sights on. And you just probably happen to fall under that. And butter, of course. Butter's probably your favorite dish, fried butter. Possibly. Well, I I actually looked her up and she's actually good looking enough. But she's she's I'm sure I know she's a lesbian and I know she's probably a vegetarian. So she would just be a hater. But we girls have to stick stick together. And she took what I do. Um, with my Roman's grilling clinics, which is all about just getting together with girlfriends and having kind of like, um, you know, fun classes with learning some cooking skills and she turned it into a negative thing. So it was kind of a bummer, but, um, I was appreciative to all my, my people in the barbecue community who really stood up for me, like John Dawson and, um, Chris Grove and, and even Meathead who writes for HuffPost and you of course oh, you, you should tell people to go look at your comment because it's hilarious it never got posted yes it did no it did your comment posted it did? yes it did oh yeah, yeah please go look everybody look it's awesome I'll be I'll it's be... really really funny <laughs> um so I <laughs> when I read it that morning I was like oh my god that made my day because I'd been kind of like Ugh, why did this girl choose to bash on me but um no, it made me it made me feel good to have all the support of my barbecue people and um you know what is it they say that all PR is good PR. So Yeah, as long as they spell your name right, it's all good. All right, uh, quickly before we go, we got about a minute left. You're going to be doing some work with the National Pork Board and Memphis in May this year. Yes, so I get to be I I'm calling myself like the Katie Couric of Q. I get to go and interview people and talk about barbecue and pork with the Pork Board this year at Memphis in May. So, um, yeah, if, if you guys out there hear this and you, you have something interesting to talk about and you'll be at Memphis in May, feel free to reach out to me. Um, but yeah, I'll be talking to Chris Lilly, hopefully, um, Melissa Cookston. She's actually sponsored by Kingsford now, which is super cool. You go girl. Cool. And, um, just, you know, having fun and 
getting to do what I love to do, which is talk about food and hang out with cool barbecue people. It's like, I can't even believe they're like paying me to do this. It's like a, an awesome gig. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's uh, getting paid for something you love to do. Absolutely nothing better than that. Uh, you can check Robin out on her website, grillgirl.com. If you're going to be down in Memphis in May, check her out and, uh, you know, add your two cents. I'm sure she's happy to uh, see receive you. And if, if you say something worthwhile, it could potentially be posted. If not, maybe right hand chop to the, uh, to the neck or the carotid. Never know, right? Exactly. Never know with you. All right. Uh, Robin, always appreciate the time. Look for you again next month. Yeah, and uh, tell everyone to go read your comments on on that article. That Your comment was super funny. Chris Grove has uh, graciously linked up the article in the chat room. I'm sure we'll get some feedback here in just a few minutes. Nice. Thanks again. All right. We'll talk to you soon. There she is. Robin Lindar's Grill Girl, grillgirl.com. Not sure exactly what was going on with that Skype video. Kind of a pain in the ass. Anyway... Now I'm, against, uh, now I'm up against the time. All right, uh, folks, let me uh, quickly remind you about the Barbecue Guru Automatic Temperature Control Devices, makers, creators of this technology. There's no reason why we would want to look anywhere else to go and get an automatic temperature control device ever. Uh, so you go look at the Barbecue Guru, thebbqguru.com, or call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll get you outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. No questions asked. Full tech support. You tell them your cooker. They'll tell you how many fans you need, what model you need, what it does, what it doesn't do. They're the guys to do it. And they're the longest-running sponsor to show, and I appreciate fully what they're doing uh, for the barbecue and grilling community. All right, we're back uh, with something to win, and then uh, into the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now's the time on the show where we give stuff away, yeah. It's free, and you don't have to pay a thing. That's why it's free, yeah. All right, you can win one of two chicken changers this time around uh, from GetFiredUpFoods.com. Happy birthday to Michael McDearman. And for his birthday, he's giving you a gift. Like it's your birthday, a chicken changer. In the email subject line, you can put GrillGirl.com lesbian hater. Wait, that didn't sound right. Lesbian hater hates GrillGirl.com. Lesbian hater hates GrillGirl.com. It doesn't have to be spelled right. I don't even know how to spell half that shit. For your chance to win a chicken changer from GetFiredUpFoods.com You can win another one here in just a minute. Uh, stick around for that. Uh, and Thanks again to Michael McDiarmid. Good luck. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we're back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Two ways to get in touch with the show. Uh, by the way, all the way back in the first giveaway, winning the Mo Quezon sauces is uh, Steve and Jenny. Steve and Jenny. I don't know who Steve and Jenny are, but uh, Steve and Jenny, you go ahead and send me an email and reference uh, Mo Quezon sauces. And I'm happy to uh, see that you get them. All right. Winning the first chicken changer of the evening, Stacy Lawler. Stacy! 
Stacy Lawler gets the chicken changer, the first chicken changer. Stacy Lawler. Stacy, you send me your shipping info, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. And I'll get that over to McD and he'll send you out a chicken changer. I call it the game changer. Uh, congratulations to Steve. Steve Dosh. Dotch? You know I want to say something else, but I'm not going to be that guy, Steve. I'm not. You're too big of a fan for me to do that. Uh, Steve, you send me your shipping info as well. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com will give away the Mo Case on sauce to you. Actually, I'll give your shipping info to Mo. He'll ship it to you. If he doesn't ship it to you, don't come and talk to me about it. I'm just the messenger. Messenger? Whatever. Stacy Lawler wins the chicken changer and Steve Dosh. Dosh? Wins uh, Mo Quezon sauces. Perfect. Thanks again to Robin Lindars for joining me this past segment. Also, thanks to Paul James from the PK Grills. I'm going to refuel the uh, cocktail. A little Parnold Almer tonight. And uh, I suggest you do the same, and then we'll get ready for the second hour. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Show and watching the Barbecue Central Show on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks, on Roku, on Outdoor Cooking Channel. You name it, you got it. You got the technology. You can't miss the show. Update Flash for crying out loud. You'll be happy that you did. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono! Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah, rub that meat. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Yes. Yeah. Right. better to uh, all the way out. Sounds weird. All the way out. Get the mic. Oh, Justin here. 
all right. Thanks again to Robin Lindar's Grill Girl. Thanks again to Paul James, PK Grills. If you missed the first hour of the show, shame on you. How dare you? Luckily for you, I record the show. You can get it in podcast fashion tomorrow. The majority of you do. The majority of people are not live listeners. I hate to say only a few hundred of you are. But the 50s of thousands that get the show uh, at their convenience, uh, you will be able to visit those websites. If, look, if you if you ever miss anything on the show, you can always go back to the archives. It doesn't matter. Uh, still to come tonight, Troy Black, director of the Sam's Club series, will be joining us here in about 13, 14 minutes. And for about the half hour after that. Uh, coming up next week on the show, returning, missed him last month. The show favorite to some, to me specifically, Sam the Cooking Guy, Sam Zion. Folks, you uh, realize that one of the biggest races ever to go off during the course of a calendar year is coming up in a week's time, week and a half time. The Kentucky Derby, we found him. He's back. Barbecue Central's own handicapper, Harry DeHorse, will be back in tow. And, of course, everybody's favorite monthly guest, the most popular website ever on the face of the earth when it comes to barbecue and grilling, Meathead. Goldwyn set to join us as well. All right. Now, look, I'm just becoming clean up front. There is a chance I may, may have to cancel the show next week after I just teased it all with all three guests uh, because I have a business trip set up with top men, top men in the industry about various business investments, projects. I'll keep you abreast of developments as the week unfolds. I'm hoping that as long as there is some high-speed internet available somewhere, we'll be able to pull that show off with Sam the Cooking Guy, Hair to Horse, Meathead Gold. Might be a little stripped down. I'm not talking about hookers, folks. Might be a little stripped down, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, And again, I will uh, keep you updated as the week unfolds as to if there will be a show or if we're going to have to push those guests back. Uh, Harry DeHorse, you know, he can't get pushed back. I mean, that race is going off the following Saturday, uh, whether he likes it or not. All right, the Sam's Club Series rolled into Las Vegas, Nevada this past weekend where the first regional qualifier took place. The top 10 teams in the regional round move on to the final round. That takes place in Bentonville, Arkansas, and the teams moving on to the from that regional are winning Grand Championship by a hefty point-and-change Tombstone Barbecue. Oh, why, uh, why, uh, Wyatt, uh, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. I'm your huckleberry. GQ wins Reserve Grand with a 665 and change. Moving the Chains Barbecue. Phil and Lou Barbecue, Lutz Barbecue, Rhythm and Q, 6th. Watch out for them now. TJ's Primetime Barbecue, 7th. Brew and Barbecue, 8th. IAB 30 Barbecue, ninth, And rounding out the top 10, going down to Bentonville, Arkansas, uh, in the very soon October time frame, uh, Emerald Buffalo Barbecue. Congratulations. Look, there were a lot of big-name teams, and we'll talk about this with Troy as well in uh, about... 13, 14 minutes from now. But a lot of big-name teams who did well in the locals did not make the cut this time around in the regionals to include the likes of a big Papa Smoker, an American Royal winner. I believe he's actually won some reserve grands already this year as well. Uh, the Smoking Hills, Smoking Triggers, Rooftop Barbecue, just to name a few. Look, as you rise through these rounds, the competition gets better and better. Very exciting to see this play out. 
through the rest of the year. Congratulations to all those top 10 teams that are moving on to Bentonville. And uh, continued success. I mean, who knows who's coming at? Well, I'm, I'm hoping, I don't wish ill will towards anybody, of course. I'm not that guy. But I did make a pick, a selection, earlier in the year when we were uh, talking. I was actually talking with Troy Black uh, on the KCBS Bullsheet about some KCB or the uh, the Sam's Club series predictions, and I did say that the Rockford, Illinois Regional would produce the winning team for Sam's Club this year. Is that the case? Yeah. Who knows, folks? And then there's this axe attack Mars Swedes backyard barbecue. This happened about a week or so ago. A backyard barbecue in central Sweden took a sinister turn Sunday when an irate neighbor buried a hatchet in the back of a man manning the grill. Uh Watch out. The incident took place around 4 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon in a residential area in (laughs) Falkopling, Falkopling, Sweden. As the 27-year-old victim stood barbecuing in his back garden, suddenly a 28-year-old neighbor appeared, axe in hand, and proceeded to attack the man tending the grill. He hit him in the back with an axe, duty commander John Linjung of the Vastra Gotland Country Police told the Affen... These people with these foreign names of these newspapers are killing me. Uh, Kicking... uh, Wait. Police told the Affenblatt newspaper soon after the 27-year-old fell to the ground. The father of the axe-wielding neighbor joined in the assault, kicking the man several times, adding insult to injury. If the, sir, if the hatchet isn't enough in your back, now my dad's going to come over and kick the shit out of you while you're on the floor bleeding to death. By the way, I can see L4 and L7. That's not good. Hey, everybody, that's not good. One time I was stabbed in the back by Stoney, and I promptly kicked his ass for him. It was crazy. Okay, back to you. According to Lejeune, the attack was likely spawned by divergent views, divergent views, over the suitability of grilling in the neighborhood. Is that up for debate? I mean, if you're not in a high-rise building, I didn't know that uh, the suitability of grilling in the neighborhood is up for dispute argument uh, that which leads into one getting a hatchet buried in his back very disturbing probably a reason why i'm not going to be moving to sweden although there are hot chicks in sweden hell yes hot just ask tiger woods (laughs) the family who was known to police clearly didn't think it was appropriate to grill I, i don't know even if a detective needs to be brought in on that case Lejung told the TT News Agency the injured man was taken to the hospital with injuries to his back and face. Of the back, obviously the hatchet, the face, probably the kicking from the father. The father and son duo that carried out the attack fled the scene. They are suspected of aggravated assault, but remain at large. Remain at large? Sunday night. This was a couple weeks ago. I'm sure the Swedish police found them and promptly shot them in the street. Because for all I know, those could be wielding other things besides hatchets. Who's Who has a hatchet? Quick review on instant feedback. Is anybody using a hatchet these days? I mean, I have a chainsaw. Look, if I have a grilling dispute with somebody, if I think you're in my neighborhood in the hood of Euclid, Ohio, John Dawson, I know what you're talking about. You can feel me on this one. If you're in my hood, 
the ghettos of Euclid, the mean streets of Walnut. And I don't think you should be grilling. I'm not coming out of the house with a hatchet. I'm coming out with a full-blown, seven-horsepower chainsaw. I'm going to cut your arms off and maybe your head if you don't like your attitude. If I could really instill fear in somebody without actually, you know, putting it in their purse, it's called intimidation. I'm not talking about, like, you know, showing that you have a pistol in your waistband. That's called brandishing a weapon. It's highly illegal. But, you know, you bust out that hatchet, you know, things, things can go from bad to worse. Then there's this. Burglars dump barbecue sauce on woman. That's right. This happened here in the good old U.S. of A. Three saucy house burglars in San Francisco's Bayview neighborhood escaped from a sticky situation when they dumped a bottle of barbecue sauce on the resident who interrupted their crime, authorities said Tuesday. The resident, a 31-year-old woman, was upstairs in her house at Cameron Way and Griffith Street around 8.30 in the morning Saturday when she heard a commotion downstairs, said police officer Alina Tepper. She found three men in her living room, police said. One of them grabbed a bottle of barbecue sauce and dumped it on her head, and they all ran away. Let's go! Let's go! The men didn't steal anything. No one was injured, police said. The men were not found. I would say, you know, if you're going to try and actually effort finding them, you know, look for the barbecue sauce. Look for the handprint. Did they not leave any fingerprints, thick burnt finger barbecue sauce all over the place? Breaking news on that uh, story just now. Rumor has it that the butcher's sweet barbecue sauce. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely not. Hey, speaking of butcher barbecue, look at here. Butcher's Reed. Timely. All right, gang, we've talked about it uh, weekend in, weekend out, week in, week out here on this show. There's a number of ways that you can step your barbecue and grilling gang up. You know, and uh, it all starts at ButcherBBQ.com is uh, basically what I'm saying here. Uh, we all know about the injections, the pork, and the beef, now that prime injection. The rubs, of course, you know, one of my personal favorites, that steak and brisket rub. Also, the honey rub. God, I love the honey rub. So good. And then the sauces. The sweet barbecue sauce. You know, over time, I've reviewed a number of sauces here on the show, and I think we can all agree that I'm as picky as it gets when it comes to barbecue sauce. I can smell liquid smoke a mile away. I can say with a surety, no liquid smoke here in the Butcher Barbecue products. And I always suggest picking up a bottle of six if you're getting the barbecue sauce. But look, you know, when it comes to shipping, you're not breaking the bank here either. Orders totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.50. Orders at $55 to $200, ship at $9.75, and anything that totals over $200 in orders, ship for free. That's $0.00 after tax, even in the U.S. and Canada. So uh, be aware of that. Well, okay, sorry about that. Not Canada. No winners in Canada, right? (laughs) Oh, watch out. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Also... You know, I want to sit here and talk to you about this uh, chicken injection that I've been hearing so much about that people are using and winning with. Uh, I have no copy whatsoever. I'm calling Dave out. Dave, you're coming on the show. We're going to be talking about this new chicken product, whether you like it or not. I'm going to sell it for you if you don't want to sell it, mister. Also, when you go there, what am I saying? Several this week. What? Yes, free. Ship. Wait, to Canada ships for free? 
I'll believe it when I read it. Um, if you are, if you feel like you've been hornswoggled by another commercial injection, the scores have tumbled. The friends have started taking pot shot at you instead of giving you hearty hand clasps and tight little ass slaps. Do this. Go to ButcherBBQ.com. Go to the trade-in program. Print off a label. Ship your commercially made stuff back. Dave will return either the pork or the beef or the prime injection. Uh, this is all time-tested stuff from a number of KCBS teams, FBA, IBCA. You know what I'm talking about. It's ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ. Oh, he shipped several free orders in the U.S. This week. That's right. U.S. still remains at top. Uh, ButcherBBQ.com. We're coming back with Troy Black. Uh, Troy Black right after the sticker up. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Troy, is this you? Hey, buddy. Is that you, Troy? Yes, mate. Oh, thank God. You're lucky. I'm just thinking to myself, oh, shit, I don't have his phone number. Yeah, you're lucky. Um, I found the <laughs> call phone number from two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me do this right. Um, we're talking with uh, Troy Black here, but look, uh, my next guest, a, a Let's come in. I just hung up on him. How did I do that? Uh, a, a championship barbecue cook. He is the director of the... you got to be kidding me. That damn little sign up there. Uh, my next guest, Your a champion... has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Six. This is awesome. This is great. This never doesn't happen. Um, let, me get, uh, let me get him back on the phone here. Let me try again. Uh, my... Covered by subscription. What does that mean? Troy, hurry, call me back. I don't know what the hell I've done. I've Have I wronged you in some way, Godfather? Here he comes. Sorry about that. All right. My next guest, a championship barbecue cook, director of Sam's Club Barbecue Series, also a new cookbook author. You've heard him on the show a few times, most notably from that competition chicken roundtable a few years back. We won't get into that, but we will welcome back to the show Troy Black. Troy, how are you, buddy? How are you? Man, I'm great. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Troy. Appreciate you taking the time tonight. Uh, Look, uh, last segment I talked a little bit about it. You know, the Sam's Club rolled into Vegas this past weekend for that first regional round, 10 teams qualified for that final event in Bentonville, Arkansas in October. Could you give us a little bit of a recap on how you saw that weekend go down and how you saw the competition come off? 
Well, you know, the, the West region this year was all about the Pacific Northwest. We took the series of Pacific Northwest for the very first time this year. And wow, that event, first of all, it sold out quickly um, on the first day. And the challenge for those teams is that being the very last event prior to the regional is that they've got to make a decision on that Saturday night to start packing for Vegas the following weekend. And that's a 20 to 22 hour drive. And so during awards, I made them give me a commitment right there. I called out the top six that were moving on, you know, sixth place. Are you in or you out? I'm in. And <laughs> I would have bet my annual salary that one of them or several of them would not have driven, you know, a couple of days later to Las Vegas. But every <laughs> single one of those guys were in, showed up in Vegas. And I think we ended up with two of them in the top. Uh, 10 that moved on, but all six of them placed really good. And uh, so I was excited for those guys because they were excited to get the series up there. And I uh, can't wait to see them back in uh, Bentonville. You know, you, you kind of sound surprised that they, they did make that venture back out after, you know, cooking probably less than seven days uh, passing Renton and then driving all the way out to Las Vegas. Does that just kind of go to show the popularity and the the prestige and, and the prize money that's available for the Sam's Club event? You know, this format of a tournament um, has really sparked so much interest and so much excitement um, across the country. And it's, it's the only series of its type that, you know, uh, somebody can go out and compete three times and have the chance to win $150,000. And, you know, with only 50 teams there. And uh, so each one of these locals, you know, only has 30 teams. And then the regionals only have 30. And, you know, your odds at a regional are pretty good uh, because we take the top 10 at, at each of the five regionals to move on to the national championship. So, you know, it's a great format. Uh, it's a great formula uh, to uh, spark a lot of excitement in the competitive world. Troy Black joining us here on the show, director of Sam's Club Series. A couple different websites for you to look at while we're talking tonight. Sam'sClub.com slash BBQ. Also, learn the numeral Q and then the letter, I'm sorry, learn the numeral 2, the letter Q.com. Learn to Q.com. I looked at the results list, Troy, from this past week, and, you know, I see maybe five or six teams that, you know, on paper, I would have picked to have a shot at not only being the top ten to move on to the finals, but probably actually winning this regional and they did just the opposite. They right. didn't win. They didn't hit that top ten. Teams like Smoke and Triggers, Big Papa Smokers, Rooftop Barbecue, Smoke and Hills, just to name a few. Do you get any feedback from them as well? You know, what did they think happened, or do you just kind of have to chalk that up to barbecue being barbecue? You know, I think the field gets so competitive when you get to the regionals. Um, you know, the point spread from twentieth place up to uh, the first place is only twenty-seven points, and, and you know, that that sounds like a lot, but we had an 11-point spread between the first and second place winner in Renton uh, two weeks ago. And I just think the scoring and the, and the competitive field is so tight that just everything that these competitors are doing has to be on, you know, from their cooking temperature to the amount of rub that goes on to the amount of sauce that goes on the type of rubs that go on the sauces, just everything has to be working together perfectly. 
um, for the, for everything to come together. And, um, you know, this, uh, this team that, that won this past weekend, Tombstone Barbecue, this was only their eighth event to ever compete in. I mean, that and, shows you. And that's just an, that's an amazing feat to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you've been competing for a while now, Troy. You get to see both sides of this deal being that the director of the series as well. You know, is this notion of hitting the right tables more of a fallacy, or is there really something to that for getting that win or, or being able to you know hit certain places to, to move on to regionals and, and final rounds? You know, that's a great question. I, I have studied and studied scores and and you know in my own scores i'm talking about um and i think there's i think there are judging tables that can kill you i think there are judging tables that can help you um but but with that said i i I think that's only you know per category i think i think if you're consistent in all four categories you're always going to come out on top and sure there's the rogue judge out there uh you know i always refer to the rub back me down in florida he's got this uh voodoo doll uh, uh hanging in his cook trailer that says that judge <laughs> well you know what there's a that judge you know at um at contest sometimes and um you know that's the human side of this um uh, but I, you know, there's nothing you can strategize about. There's nothing that, um, as long as, you know, we're not using computers to judge our barbecue, it's always going to be like that. It, so that's like the thing that really motivates me to not get into the competition thing. I mean, aside from the fact that, <laughs> I, look, I mean, if I if I really had the desire to say, you know, I want to know where my barbecue stacks up against Troy Black or, you know, or Rod Gray right. or a Mike Davis or whatever, you know, I would get into it. But it's it's expensive. Uh, for me, it's yeah. it's really not anywhere local except for, you know, a couple ones that are, you know, three, four hours down the road. I don't have any of the equipment, all that right. stuff. But in the end, mm-hmm. I can't, and it could, you know, maybe I'm doctor filling myself with trust issues here, but I can't at the end, uh-huh. knowing if I might have hit all of my marks and done everything I could have done to put it in the hand of somebody else to go, that's a seven instead of a nine. But the yeah, next sure, the next weekend, sure. the next weekend, that could be nine, eight, nine. Yeah. That, you know, so when I first started competing, <laughs> I think the first year I competed in 12, 14 events. And the one thing I learned early on, and this was 15 years ago, is that you've got to be consistent week in, week out in all four categories. And you've got to do this a lot. You just can't do this two or three weekends a year and expect to succeed in it. Because I don't care how meticulous you are with the details surrounding your competition weekend, you're going to forget something unless you're doing this week in, week out. So, you know, your most successful teams are the teams that are, are doing this, you know, 25, 30 weekends a year. And it's because they're able to refine those processes and those uh, recipes and everything coming together. And over the long haul, that's what makes them successful is, is being able to recreate their best each weekend. And I truly believe that, you know, any cook that has 
can, can honestly say that they've done their best, that has had some success, is going to be successful on, on any given weekend. You know, Troy, you talk about teams that are doing it 20, 25, 30 times a week having best chances because of that experience and that being able to replicate the same thing, you know, weekend in, weekend out. You know, it puts a lot of other teams at a disadvantage. Uh, maybe they don't have the means. Maybe they don't have sponsorship. Maybe they don't have the interest as much as the teams that are doing that many times. Do you, and you've been doing it for 15 years, like you just said, you've seen KCBS evolve over the years. Do you see a, like a super pro circuit? where it's all sponsored out, uh, maybe some type of, of a NASCAR thing where you might have 15 teams and a 20-contest season and everybody's kind of rooting and cheering for their favorite for an overall winner, uh, or do you think it will always remain how it is now? You know, I, I personally, I would love to see that because I think the market's there to support it. I think the emerging barbecue rock stars in our world you know, are, are there to, uh, to have fans, you know, I, I think we're seeing that, you know, even in this series, you know, when I have competitors in the field like Johnny Trigg and, and, uh, Mo Carlson and, and others that have had, you know, Pitmaster fame and, and Food Network fame, you know, they've got fans, uh, you know, you're constantly seeing them, um, you know, posing for pictures and signing autographs and, I think that's where we're headed, and um, I certainly think it would provide a, a great way for the public to get more involved uh, in in some of this. And um, yeah, I mean, I can I can absolutely see a, some type of Super Pro series happening. Um, you know, now is that um, you know the traditional our traditional competition? Thing? I don't know. You know, I, I still, I think we do a great job of getting public involved with the cooking demonstrations, the, the sampling that we do with our suppliers and, and things. So most barbecue contests don't do a good job of getting the public involved. And, um, no, with sponsored dollars comes a responsibility to, yep. to engage, engage the public. Absolutely. Troy Black joining us here on the show, samsclub.com slash BBQ, also learn to q com if you want to check them out on the web you know troy if you look at the regional that is now set ready to move on to that final then scan the other regionals and yes as much as you hate to do it i'm kind of asking you to speculate as a competitor versus being the director of the series does this regional that just finished up have the firepower to produce that overall winner do you think wow Uh, that's a uh, that's a million dollars a hundred fifty thousand dollar question uh you know uh, those boys from from Iowa last year just you know come out of the gate storming and uh, um, you know I think I don't remember but I think most of the of the teams from Iowa that were in the finals placed in the top ten last year. Yeah, I don't know what they got going on up there, but they got something special going on. Um, and and realize I I don't really I'm not really in touch with what's going on outside this series a lot with, you know, team of the year and things like that because I'm so focused in on the Sands Club series. Um, but, wow, you put 50 of the best teams in the country, and I truly believe that the 50 teams that end up at our finals are 50 of the best in the country. You know, unlike the Jack and and unlike the uh, Invitational the American Royal, you know, those teams have, have won one contest to get there, you yeah. know, and they've gotten lucky to, to get into the jack, you know, for instance. Uh, but these all fifty teams have worked their way through 
this tournament format to get there, it's anybody's game. I, I, uh, over the last two finals that we've had, the scoring has been so, so tight. I mean, you know, just one mark down in appearance could knock you down 10 places. And that's how tight, you know, this is. Absolutely. Uh, so in order to win the Sam's Club title, team has to string together, as you had mentioned, three good cooks in a row. You have to hit top six in locals. You have to hit top ten regionals. Of course, you have to win it all outright in Bentonville to be the overall champion. Does a team advancing through Oklahoma or Tennessee regionals have a little bit better shot at winning the whole thing because of how close they are to Bentonville? And I'm talking region, familiarity of profiles. I mean, these states are all kind of, you know, one's on the left, one's on the right of Arkansas, that kind of stuff. Is there any type of a benefit to that? You know, I've heard some teams, you know, uh, sort of jabbing about the locality of Bentonville and the judges. My argument there is is that we had judges from 18 different states judge that event last year. So as many teams or as many states that are represented on the team side, we've got just as many or more represented on the judges' side. Uh, so I, I don't buy that argument at all um, because those judges are coming in from all over the country. You know, we only take master certified judges with a sponsor exemption at each table, at each judging table. Anybody that's been to one of my events uh, at Sam's Club Series knows that my contest reps and I go to great lengths to make sure our judging room is balanced with experience. Each table has a good balance of experience on them. Uh, Mike and Teresa Link, who are uh, my GCBS reps for 30, all 30 events leading up to Bentonville this year, um, the one reason why I chose them to do this series is because I know Mike Lake uh, balances that room out and, and um, uh, the judging. And uh, so and we do the same thing, at, you know, in Bentonville. And uh, so, no, I don't think Anybody in Tennessee, Mississippi, you know, Oklahoma has any advantage over over anyone um, uh, coming into that. Where's the uh, same series rolling into next? Uh, we will be in o- Overland Park, Kansas, part of the Kansas City metro area this weekend. You know, this year we're taking the series to Kansas City twice. Uh, we'll be in North Kansas City later this year, but we're heading to Overland Park this weekend. Uh, then on to uh, yeah, St. Louis area, and then Knoxville, Marietta, Georgia, uh, hitting some cities this year that we've not been to before, like Asheville, North Carolina, Lexington, Kentucky, Richmond, Virginia. And uh, so I'm excited about going into those new cities uh, this year. All right, so for the folks that I guess maybe aren't as familiar with the Sam's events or maybe they don't live by one, is this something that – if there's one by you, you can just like show up to and, and kind of see what's going on. Do you need to be a member of the club? What's the what's the deal as far as patronage? Yeah, this is uh, great because so one of the initiatives for us at Sam's Club is uh, is an educational one, uh, and it's to educate the public about these big meets that are used on the competition circuit. So every Saturday from eleven to four. Uh, we have sampling from suppliers. We also have sampling from Michael McDermott with the American Grill Masters uh, experience. You know, he's sampling out 
five different steak recipes. I'm normally doing pulled pork. Well, we've got Casey Masterpiece there doing this a new spicy pickled chicken slider. Um, at the regional events, uh, we also have New Zealand lamb, uh, Cargill. Uh, so we have a lot of sampling going on from 11 to 4. And then at 1 o'clock every Saturday, I teach people how to do pork, brisket, and ribs in their backyard. What are the most common questions you're being asked at an event, just from John and Joe Public? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is, can I do this on my grill at home? And my message to people is, I can turn just about any grill into a smoker. And God forbid they've only got a gas grill. I can even turn that gas grill into a smoker. <laughs> you know, so I've got a great link to teach people that you don't have to have a you know, a $12,000 jambo pit in your backyard to be able to cook great barbecue. I mean, I learned to cook barbecue on a Weber cattle, you know, by banking the charcoal on one side and cooking the meat on the other. And, you know, the key there is knowing your cooking temperature. And the way I teach people to do that in that type of situation is to get yourself a a cheap oven thermometer and set it on the grate where your meat's going to go away from the fire and adjust your airflow till you reach 250 degrees. And um, so I think these big meats intimidate a lot a lot of people. You know, one of the things I do on purpose every weekend is I, when I pull the, the 18 to 20-pound brisket out to start teaching people how to do it, is I, you know, let, I slam it on the table, you know, just reinforces how big this piece of meat is. <laughs> and, you know, people are intimidated by that. And, you know, I teach them what they can do with all those leftovers and, and all that. So I think we do a good job at Sam's Club of making people comfortable with cooking those big pieces of meat. We're talking with Troy Black. You can find him samsclub.com slash bbq. Also, learn the numeral 2, the letter q.com, learn to q.com. Troy, we're going to take a quick break here. i got to make a read for a charcoal sponsor. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the book as well. Does that sound good to you? All right, sounds great. All right, uh, you go ahead and hang back just for a couple minutes here, and I'll go ahead and get into talking about Kebro Charcoal and the newest sponsors of the show. We're talking to Troy Black as well. You know, what do I love to do, regardless of the time of the year? Love to cook on my grills and smokers, of course. And I live in Cleveland, so, you know, it snows eight months out of the year, so I'm cooking in the snow. It doesn't matter. If you have a charcoal-fired outdoor cooking appliance, I encourage you, to give Kebroke Hardwood Lump Charcoal a try for your next outdoor cooking session. Quite simply, one of the best-kept secrets around used by award-winning barbecue competition teams and backyard warriors just like me, doesn't matter, Kebroke Hardwood Charcoal made from natural hardwood trees without any additives. They only use high-quality wood for their charcoal, not scrap wood or any other wood with waste or additives, none of that crap. This is real charcoal that humans have made for thousands of years and since we've left the caves we've moved on to those patios that deck now this is what we're enjoying all natural hardwood charcoal performs significantly better than regular charcoal it burns longer it's hotter it produces lower amounts of ash i might say significantly lower amounts of ash than some of those other ones but the taste that will impart on your food second to none here's what i want you to do visit the website kebroke.com k-e B-R-O-A-K, Kebroke.com, to find out more about this product. They ship to all continental U.S. states through Amazon.com. Check this out. Amazon offers free shipping on all their bags, but the most attractive option, at least to me, the 40-pound bag, which you can typically get for about a dollar a pound. 
That's one pound of high-quality hardwood charcoal that you can't find locally, and it's delivered directly to your door by Amazon.com. Forget about going to the store, putting it in your shopping cart or whatever it is, getting the food dirty and your car dirty, all that crap. You can have it delivered to you. Look, we're Americans. We're lazy. It's just the way it is. Go to Amazon.com, too, like every day to check out the prices on here because I think it was last week I made a Facebook post, and the 40-pound bag was $33 plus the free shipping. People were buying four and five bags at a time, and the savings is there. Some The pricing varies day by day, so make sure you're checking it out every day. Kebroke.com. I've been using it now for four weeks in a row. I've cooked steaks. I've cooked ribs. I've cooked pork butt. All with great results, and what I really like most about it is the flavor, yes. Uh, is it the quality of each piece and the density? Yes. It's the it's the non-amount, non-amount of ash that is being produced when I'm comparing it to my briquette brethren. Briquette's got a place. Hardwood lump, coal, hardwood lump charcoal certainly has a place as well. This is what I like. Look, it's been a secret of Southern Miami for years. Now it's ready for the world to enjoy. Kebroke Charcoal. Get yours now. Again, the website, kebroke.com, K-E-B-R-O-A-K. We're going to come back with a quick giveaway, the Slabs Backyarder Kit, and then more with Troy Black coming right back. Stick around. You are listening to Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. All right, you can win a Slabs Backyarder kit from theslabs.com. This will contain a 12.5-ounce container of Perk Up Your Pork, Wow Your Cow, Birds and Bones, and also a 16-ounce bottle of Complete Your Meat barbecue sauce and a 16-ounce bottle of Amazing Glaze. All you have to do is send me an email in the subject line, Troy Black, Sam's Club BBQ. Troy Black, Sam's Club BBQ for your chance to win the Slabs.com Backyarder Kit. Good luck. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Talking with Troy Black from Sam's Club. Also, learntoq.com. Um, Troy, let me ask you this question. This is uh, one that I guess I don't ask pitmasters enough, and I, and I think I should be asking a little bit more from time to time. When you make competition barbecue, is it something that represents what you would make for a party at home or a gathering at your house, or are they in no way related to each other? No, not even close to each <laughs> other. I, I, I routinely tell people in my cooking demonstrations that I'm teaching them what I do in my backyard for that I enjoy eating. Now, what I do in competition, I can't stand to eat. Really? And that's that's difficult to to get across to new competitors um, because and it was something I had to learn early on that, and, and it's what I something I teach in my competition classes is that you're not cooking for yourself. Yep. You don't have to like it. It's just got to score good. You know, you're cooking for the judges. You're cooking for those points. 
And so whatever you're producing in competition is for one purpose. That is to score well. It's not to eat. It's not to enjoy. It's to score well. So, so if you can get six judge, average judges to score that high, you've done your job. It's not about what you like to eat. Is there any type of logic that says that sounds so ridiculous? Because if you think it's weird and it's nothing <laughs> no. that you would eat in your house, but judges are going to give it great scores, that almost seems divergent to a large degree. You know, I I know. It, it, <laughs> you know, I get Snickers and and I look get looks on people's faces every Saturday when I say that, and um, I, I, it's difficult. You know, I. Uh, I think the closest category for me that I really enjoy eating is probably my chicken, you know, but, you know, my pork that I turn in for competition is nothing like what I do in my backyard. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's nothing sweet, uh, you know, any kind of sweet sauce on my pork at home. It is a competition, you know, and, and ribs, I certainly don't use the same type sauces that score well, <laughs> um, you know, and brisket, my brisket at home is not soft. It is not wrapped. It is not injected, you know, um, but it's good eating. What else can you say? It's good eating. That's all that counts, right? <laughs> it, it, that's right. You know, that's all that counts in the backyard. There you go. Troy. Eats good. People enjoy eating. There you go. Troy Black joining us here on the show. All right, so let's switch it up a bit here, Troy, on April 9th. Uh, new book, All Fired Up, Smoking Hot Barbecue Secrets from the South's Best Pitmaster was released. Is this your first individual book effort, Troy? You know, the first book I put out a couple of years ago called The Big Book of Barbecue um, uh, was in conjunction with Southern Living Magazine. Um, this is the first book um, that I've had authorship in. And uh, the first book that I did was more of a featuring Troy Black by Southern Living. And this is more of a Troy Black book with in conjunction with Southern Living. And uh, so over the last week and a half since it's been out, we have, uh, I, I, wow, it's really surpassed anything that, that we have thought uh, this thing could sell. And it's already surpassed early sales of the first book. Oh, that's uh, blowing past expectation is always a good thing. Is this something that you're, are you approached to write it? Did you make a pitch to a publisher and sell it? How did that process go? All right. So my history with Southern Living Magazine, and and most, a lot of people know this, but I used to be on staff at Southern Living Magazine as the resident garden design editor. And uh, 15 years ago, I got sent to cover a barbecue contest as a fill-in for a travel writer. And that's what introduced me into competition barbecue. <laughs> and uh, eventually, I worked my way into doing a lot of, of uh, food writing and, and uh, things surrounding grilling and barbecuing. And um, I developed uh, the first barbecue national tour that, was also, that also sponsored me to compete. Uh, from Southern Living. And um, uh, so while I was doing that, they asked me to contribute to that first book. And it sold uh, so well that they asked me to uh, write this book. Um, over the, over the, I had not spent two years writing this book. Is it a, So since you had one kind of in the can already, was the process mm-hmm. of writing this book for you 
easier or was it was it not so much because now it's not Southern Living with Troy, it's Troy with Southern Living. So there is a little bit more of an investment for you. You know, your name's out there. Yeah. Was the was the process a little yeah. bit easier, tougher? I mean, how did it go for you? You know, a lot more pressure on this one because, you know, in the first book, I ran through most of my original recipes, you know, and so this book, you know, all of a sudden I'm, you know, having to come up with, you know, over a hundred original recipes, <laughs> uh, you know, to contribute. And so, you know, a lot of time was spent developing those. And, and you know, fortunately, we've got a, a great test kitchen staff uh, there at uh, Oxmoor House Books uh, in Southern Living that, you know, are able to test, you know, my recipes that are submitted. And, and um, you know, I only, got, I only got one kickback to me. And I, I don't remember what it was, but... I got one recipe kickback. I said, "Yeah, you know, this just doesn't work." And so, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, one out of out of over a hundred that I've turned in, I, I'm okay with that. Sure. And it hurt uh, but the photography in this book is what really sets this one apart, and tips and techniques that we incorporate in amongst all the recipes. A lot of cookbooks only give you the recipe and don't tell you a lot of the how to. And we've gone to great lengths in this book to to show you the how-to and give you the tips and techniques to to grill it or barbecue it right. Do you have a favorite recipe or two in the book that if, you know, gun to the head, they say, hey, you know, which ones are you going to be cooking for me tonight that you're always going to go to? Yeah, you know, my favorite recipe in the book, and it's one of my favorite all-time recipes, is the um, bourbon um, brown sugar pork tenderloin. And, um, and then we've also got a whiskey marinated point tenderloin in there also that those two recipes are probably my favorite. Um, I like to serve those with mashed potatoes because you can use the, the marinade that is reheated to a boiling point and, you know, till it's safe, but use it as a gravy over the mashed potatoes. And, um, so yeah, that's. That's one of my, my favorites. Of the, and the banana pudding in the very back of the magazine. Awesome. <laughs> of course. Uh, Troy Black joining us here on the show. Uh, Samsclub.com slash BBQ. com. some of the websites if you want to check them out while we're talking. Troy, how do you gauge the book industry right now? Do you think that there will be a time when the, the paper version of a book will go by the wayside or will there always be a, a need for that tangible unit to be in the house? I think cookbooks, especially, there's always going to be a need for that tangible book. Um, We have put this book out in all three digital formats for the iPad, the Nook, and Kindle. And those sales have been really strong uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, But I think people like to hold that book in their hands. And, you know, I'm... I watched a, an interesting story last night about technology in the print newspaper industry. And, you know, when was the digital age going to push the print newspaper, you know, out of business? And what they said was, is that, you know, the Internet just hasn't reached everyone. And I think our teenage kids right now only know digital versions yeah. of, of news and, and things like that. But I think that anybody above you know that age is still relying upon a lot of print. You know, myself, I enjoy 
reading a print newspaper along with the digital versions. And, um, you know, nothing's more satisfying to me on a, on a Sunday morning before church is to get the real newspaper out and have some coffee, you know, as opposed to looking at my computer or iPad version of, of the newspaper. So I think we're going to uh, see the, the real book, the hard form, format books um, in play for a long time. Where can people pick the book up right now, Troy? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Where can people pick a copy of the book up? You know what? The best place uh, is your local bookstore uh, all across the country or Amazon.com. Uh, there's a link on my Facebook page, um, Facebook.com slash Chef Troy Black. Uh, that's a direct link to the uh, Amazon um, place to get it. Sounds good to me. All right, so let me ask you a couple quick questions here before I let you go tonight and appreciate the time you spent with me. Favorite yeah, na- sure. favorite non-barbecue food? Oh, uh, this hands-down sushi. Really? Yes. <laughs> so after a barbecue contest or an event <laughs> on Saturdays, I beeline it to the best sushi place <laughs> in town. And people would be shocked to know that the best sushi restaurant I've ever been to, as much as I travel, and I've been all across this country, but the best sushi place in this country, Hammond, Louisiana. Hammond, Louisiana, best sushi, hands down. Hands down. Wow. Hands down. Not found a place in this country in Vegas, New York, L.A., <laughs> Seattle, anywhere that comes close to that place. A place called Karen. Uh, down there is and, it uh, it's just an amazing place is it because it's such a divergence from kind of what you're into and what you're doing day to day that you like it so much or you know, are you just a sushi fan I, I think yeah i think that's got a little bit to do with it you know most people know about three years ago i had a heart attack and nearly died so i had to make a lot of lifestyle changes including my diet so i you know i don't eat a lot of a lot of barbecue actually um, I eat a lot of grilled foods and grilled meats, um, uh, but sushi is inherently very healthy. Um, you know, if you, if you stay away from the rice, you know, that comes with it. And, you know, my preference is to eat sashimi without the rice. So it's, you know, very healthy and, um, uh, yeah, just I love sushi. You love sushi, you love sushi, nothing you can do about it. Uh, drink of choice. Yeah. If we're bellying up to the bar, what am I buying Troy Black for the first round? You're buying me a glass of Cabernet. Cabernet, whoa, uh, watch it. Silver yeah, Oak 2001. Yeah, I'm a big red wine, uh, red <laughs> wine drinker. Um, another change, lifestyle change I made uh, from the beer and whiskey uh, to red wine because my cardiologist said that red wine is healthy for me. So look, at least in the barbecue world, Troy, you know, one book begets another, begets another. Soon you are author Troy Black, who also competes at barbecue events from time to time. Is that something you would like to see kind of take over as time wears on or not so much? I don't know. You know, I, I enjoy the book world. I, I, I don't I, I don't know if that's what I want to do full time um, because, I, you know, it doesn't get me out and amongst, you know, I excel in front of people. You know, uh, when I'm on stage, you know, whether I'm hosting the uh, World Food Championships in Vegas or, or doing the Samsung thing each weekend, my talents lie in teaching people and entertaining people. So, you know, whenever I'm on a plane each week, you know, what do you do for a living? 
I, I tell them I'm in the food tainment business. Food tainment. You know, I yeah, the food tainment business. I like to entertain and teach, and, uh, and that's what I do. Troy Black, director of Sam's Club series, also a new book out, all fired up. Smoking Hot Barbecue Secrets from the South's Best Pitmasters available right now, Amazon.com. You can also check out Facebook slash Chef Troy Black as well. Troy, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight, buddy. Greg, thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate what you do, and I really enjoy your show. Appreciate it. There he is, Troy Black. Again, those websites, uh, samsclub.com slash bbq and uh, learn to q 2 and then the letter Q.com, and the website, or his Facebook is FB, like Facebook.com. Do you have to say .com anymore? Uh, Facebook slash Chef Troy Black. And you can pick up a new copy of uh, All Fired Up as well. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, let's go ahead and get out now, and uh, we're going to come back with one more chicken changer, and then we'll wrap up the show from there. You know, I want to take... Last week, we welcomed J.P. Custom Smoke into the uh, partnership stable. It was a brilliant move on his part. Why do I say it was a brilliant move on his part? Well, let's see. He went down to Enid, Oklahoma. Uh, he, he started with the show last Tuesday, a week ago. He went on Saturday, Friday, to Enid, Oklahoma, and guess what? 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 First grand championship that he's had in Oklahoma like in 10 years or whatever it was. Uh, karma? Yeah, of course it is. You want to partner with the show, good things are going to happen. Ask all the other five partners of the show that have been on here for years. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, right? Forget about it. John Patty, now a believer. And probably a sponsor for the rest of his life. Uh, here's what you get to choose from when we're going to jpcustomsmoke.com. JP's Sweet Heat Chicken Rub, the custom blend for pork, the brand new to the market JP Custom Smoke Beef Rub, already helping teams win in the beef category. Can't wait to get your hands on all these flavors. Look, I understand. Hit up jpcustomsmoke.com and get yourself some. Pick up for the barbecue buddies as well, for gifts, uh, for other such revelry, whatever it is. They'll be thanking you early and often. You know, in 2009, JP Custom Smoke was KCBS Team of the Year in ribs. They finished second in pork in the, in the pork category in 2011. They won the pork at American Royal. Filed that up with another pork win last year in 2012 with the American Royal. So not only is this stuff good and made with the highest quality ingredients, it's winning on the competition circuit as well uh, as proof positive as early as just this past weekend. JPCustomSmoke.com. Get yours right now. And check this out. Not only does JP Custom Smoke make great rubs, great rubs, winning rubs like this past weekend. John also does custom barbecue pits. Gang, I've seen them in person. Jambo gets a lot of run for being tops in the industry. You might want to hit up John a little bit if you're eyeballing a Jambo and see what he might be able to do for you. Craftsmanship second to none. The paint job is awesome. Customization ability, the firebox door. Bottom line, folks, the JP Custom Smoke Pits are worth the look. At the very least, they're worth the look. You want to save any money? There's shame money. JP also promoting the Arkansas City State Barbecue Championship. Arkansas City. Kansas, April 26th and 27th, state qualifier. It's also part of the Tornado Alley Pitmasters Championship Challenge Series. Contact Ronnie Dornhofer with your interest, Arc City, A-R-K, arccitybbq.net. That's the website, or call Ronnie, 620-441-7693 with your interest. We're going to come back, and uh, you're going to have a chance to win a chicken changer here. 
But visit jpcustomsmoke.com right now before you do it. We'll be around in about five seconds from now. Stick around. All right, the final chicken changer giving away tonight. Again, from GetFiredUpFoods.com. Happy birthday, McDee. McDee! Partying in Las Vegas like no other. And willing to give away a chicken changer. All you have to do is send me an email. Troy Black Cabernet. Troy Black Cabernet. Doesn't get any easier than that. You can win a chicken changer. Helping people win second place uh, just this past weekend at the Sam's Club Series for crying out loud. Troy Black Cabernet in the subject line, and you can win a chicken changer from GetFiredUpFoods.com. Good luck. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And I had this great bit that I was going to do, and I totally forgot it. (laughs) Oh, God. You saw it a little bit earlier. I brought it back just for the video people. All right, waiting. uh, Hold on a second. So uh, the Slabs.com winner was uh, Gary Weaver. Gary Weaver wins the Slabs.com backyard combo. Gary, send me your shipping info. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. I will forward that on to Stephanie Wilson from the Slabs, and you will get the backyarder deal. It's great. You'll love it. Chicken Changer. Troy Black. Cabernet goes to uh, Adam. I believe, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that would be Adam Hawthorne fan of the show. Uh, Adam, send me your shipping info. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Uh, both of you guys, uh, Gary reference uh, the slabs.com backyarder. Adam, you reference a chicken changer. And we'll go ahead and get that set up for you. Just that easy. Thanks again to Troy Black for joining me uh, for the last two segments on the show. Fabulous. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Vaynerchuk. Here's Gary Vaynerchuk. Host of Wine Library TV. He doesn't host that anymore. Number one. one. It was the number one wine show on the internet. It's not anymore. It probably gets crazy downloads. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, All the way back in the first hour, we were joined by Paul James, PK Grills. PKGrills.com. PKGrills.com. Also, we were joined by Robin Lindars, Grill Girl, Grill Girl, G-R-R-R-L-3Rs, GrillGirl.com. She's going to be doing some work for the Pork Board at Memphis in May. So if you're going to go to Memphis in May, check her out. Well, check her out, but check her out. Also, thanks to Troy Black, learn to, the numeral to, the letter Q.com. Also, Sam's Club slash BBQ. If you want to find out more about Troy, see where they're going to be at. Sam's Club Series well underway. Regional uh, final is done. Three more to go, four more to go, whatever. Culminating in final 50 teams in Bentonville, Arkansas in October. 
And uh, Sam's will be in Overland Park, Kansas this weekend. Uh, if you have raw cast iron, season it each and every time. But once you're done cooking on it, hit with a grill brush, knock the bits off, and then as it starts to cool, a little pan, a little crystal, let it bake back in. Years, generations of rust-free service that you can pass down to your kids and their kids and so on. Also, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. And I know you won't. We're back next week. Well, stay tuned at least. But until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.